You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. How many of you had a very beautiful night at the watch night service? That was a very wonderful meeting. Amen. Amen. If we were not there, we should feel sorry for you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, Paul said something to Timothy, which uh, we will say many things on Sunday about the grace of God, which we need to pay attention to. He was talking at, uh, is it first or second Timothy? And I said, my son Timothy, that according to the prophecies that have gone ahead of you, that you may wage a good warfare by them. Let, let's read. Uh, what Timothy is that? Somebody should tell me. First or second? Amen. Some are searching. <laughs> if you get there, just tell me. I didn't plan to read it before. But if you have a concordance or you'll just check prophecy and uh, check places where. How many of you know to use concordance, by the way? You need to. <laughs> First Timothy. Okay. Amen. First Timothy one eighteen. Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. Let's read together. He said, This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's amazing how ignorant people are. I've seen the debate on Facebook. Like Jesus said, call no man your spiritual father. Call no man your father. I don't know whether in this last days people are becoming more ignorant of the Bible. Said Jesus said, call no man father. Jesus was talking under certain conditions in the Old Testament or to people about certain things. <laughs> but Paul that wrote part of the revelation of the New Testament called Timothy his son. And Timothy wasn't the only one. You know, so he called Timothy his spiritual son. So he's saying that this charge I commit unto this son Timothy. Although, I don't like anybody calling me father anyway. But, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with my name. But then, there's nothing theologically wrong with people calling their pastor spiritual father or something. There's nothing wrong. So this is Timothy and Paul. And Paul was saying that, my son Timothy. He said, according to the prophecies, which went, the one I don't like at all is daddy. Simon did your do it. The meet after Simon, daddy good after. I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to create distance between me and you call me daddy, I don't know. <laughs> Just say, Pastor, I'm okay. Or you call me by my name. I'm not. <laughs> Reme calls me by name. Very small baby in the church. She came to the office one night. I said, Shola, they nearly slapped. I said, Leave this girl. <laughs> this church I commit unto this son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before you. After all, we all call him Jesus. Have you had a brother to Jesus' name before? Brother Jesus or Daddy Jesus? <laughs> you just say Jesus. You are even talking to the Almighty God. Say, after saying what you want to say, in Jesus' name. Imagine Michael slapping you. <laughs> oh my bad, Jesus Christ is from eternity. You have to call him by name. You call Angel. You call Michael, Michael. Do now, Angel, Michael is. It's not that your, that your grandpa. <laughs> you are calling him Michael. 
Amen. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before thee, that thou mayest by them wage a good warfare. There is something very important to learn from this scripture. Prophecies don't work by themselves. It is a man who has received those prophecies that works out those prophecies. Is that clear? Praise the Lord. So, Paul said, Timothy, we have given you prophecies, but there will be warfare that will come from the prophecy. He said, wage a good war with that prophecy. If you are told by by a prophetic word that it's going to be a prosperous year, it does not mean that lack will not show up. But you are going to stand your ground on that prophetic word and say, I reject lack. That is the meaning of waging warfare with the prophecy. Is that clear? Praise the Lord. As a matter of fact, when you receive a a word from the Lord, the word will also attract opposition. When Jesus was giving the parable of the sower, He said, when persecution arises for the sake of the word. That means with the sowing forth of the word comes persecution with it to try the word. And the man who has received the word must hold on to the word. So the word doesn't come to pass automatically until you do these things. Listen to me. Anytime you receive prophecy, number one, thank God for the prophecy. Number two, affirm the prophecy repeatedly. Put it in your mouth. So every day you must say, great grace is upon me. To walk in it. Praise the Lord. And you must refuse to say otherwise. Don't just hear it from the pulpit. Every moment, you must keep shouting, I walk in great grace. As you say that you are paving way for yourself in the spirit, allowing the prophecy to walk. Because there must be every word. The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Words are not established from one witness. It must be two or three. Because the sword of the Spirit is a two-edged sword. When it is declared in heaven, a mouth must be saying it on earth. When it is declared from the pulpit, a mouth must be saying it in your house. Are you hearing me? That's why a two-edged sword. So that night, by the Holy Spirit, has set the first edge. But you, you have to complete it. Is that clear? Somebody say amen to that. Amen. You see, let me read something. I want to speak to you briefly about something. Psalm 105. Let's read verse 16. Psalm 105. 2018. I, one of the days last week, I was playing a message by T.D. Jakes and was saying something about... The greatest wealth, the greatest capital, the greatest wealth, the greatest blessing that God has given you, that blessing is people. One of the best prayers you can pray in 2018 is that God might open your eyes to truly perceive the value of the people that he has put around you. Hallelujah. It's many times the case, like, I remember one story that, before we did this place, that Pastor Deboe told when he was a young boy, you know, his father sat like this. And was kicking the ball. The father just sat down staring, kicking the ball, and he kicked the ball over the roof. And he would look back, he felt he knew where it was, about nine years old then. Then he went to carry a stick. You know, you know the way it is. When you play ball over the roof, when you move back, you see the ball. 
But because you are short, when you walk to use a stick, you can't see again. When you walk close to the building, you are obscured from seeing it. But when you move back, you can see that that's where the ball is. Like, I can see the top of the speaker from here. But if I come close, I'm limited to, I can't see the top again, but many of you can see the top. You understand? So, <laughs> so he was trying to bring down the ball. Then he could, then he would move back again. That's the ball now. Then he would go there, the father was looking at him. And after so many attempts, and he couldn't get it done, then he cried. And he said, Ah, Daddy, you are looking at me. Help me. And the father said, Are you just seeing me? All along I sat there, you didn't ask for help until you are frustrated. Many times we try to do things without asking the Almighty. Many of us fall back on God when we are frustrated. When you may pretend God for His mercy that He doesn't react. But ideally, He should react to teach some of us, but He doesn't react. Because at any time you call upon God, He answers. Because He said, Whosoever shall call upon Him. So He doesn't say that, eh, hey, so. <laughs> are you just seeing me? You know, but many times we do that. His Father could do that thing. But he, and he said the father got up and with one, he brought down the ball. What is difficult for you is easy for someone else. Now listen. And this is what I'm about to do. The Bible says, Moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He break the whole staff of bread. That's the thing. He called for famine. In the midst of famine. Look at what the Bible says. Oh, verse 17. Sorry. Why are you skipping? I read 16. You move to 18. 17. He sent a man before them. Even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. Everybody say a saint. Many times, what is going on in your life is a message and a ministry to some people. He sent a man. But look at what happened to the man he sent. Whose feet they hurt with fetters. This doesn't look like a saint person. We expect a saint person to be the radiant one, full of glory, full of splendor, full of power. But the Bible says he sent a man whose feet, he was laid in iron until his word came. He sent a man, but we saw a prisoner. Oh, all the events of your life, especially the ugly ones, they are towards a purpose. And when you find out, you will bless God for the trials that you've seen in your life. If you have not married on time, there is a blessing. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you following me? However, I just want to dwell briefly on this. Maybe we, we will come more to it on Sunday. That God will grant us ability to recognize. See. Uh, I don't know whether it was Moses or, you know, Jacob in Genesis 20, uh, 14 started blessing the children. And Moses in Genesis, uh, Moses in Deuteronomy 33 or 32, 33, started blessing the Israelites also. One of them, when he got to Judah, he said, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah and bring him to his people. Let's check. It should be Deuteronomy 33 or Genesis 48. I just remember now. This will help me illustrate this point better. I think it was Moses that was blessing Judah. That should be Deuteronomy 33. The one in Genesis 48 was Jacob. I think that should be... One of them used that word of blessing. Can somebody help me locate also? I want to, I want to take something from there. Check Genesis 48 or Deuteronomy 33. Which one of the two? One says, Hear, O Lord, the voice of Judah, and bring him to his people. 
That's the one I'm reading. The two child can just look at the fifth or sixth because it started with the firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn. Judah should be like uh, position four because it was uh, uh, Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah. Judah number four. If you see, just let me, let me, let me. It's only thirty-three seven. Give me the only thirty-three seven. Yeah. All right. Praise the Lord. Are you are you following me tonight? See, I pray this church in 2018 will become a church. In the sense that all of us will understand whom God has made. Even the least member is extremely important in the church. When we truly recognize our true identities, we will have a church like no other. And Jesus is calling the world to this now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that. The Bible says this is the blessing of Judah. He said, Hear, Lord, the voice of Judah. Say the next part. Why would you be praying for somebody? It was all his brothers were before him as he was blessing them. Of course, many years after they had given, I'm talking about their descendants now. Now, the tribe of Judah was one of the tribes in Israel. And when Moses stood to bless them, all the twelve tribes were before him. So why was he saying, bring him to his? Was he a stranger before? It shows that he's saying something deeper than ordinary language. I can't come to you, I'll see you and your brothers and say that, Lord, bring him to his brother. You will be like, I'm already with my brother. These are my brother. We grew up in the same house. But Moses recognized that these people don't know some depths about knowing people. Knowing people is beyond knowing their names. Ah, say amen. amen. You know, for many years, Moses himself, Aaron was Moses' elder brother. Moses never knew that the true assignment of Aaron was to help him to speak. While he called himself a stammerer, Aaron was his spokesman, and for the first 80 years of their lives, they never knew that that was the assignment. Until God appeared to Moses and he said, I cannot talk. He said, Aaron, your brother. I, when you couldn't talk, I made your brother eloquent that your brother might speak for you one day. Mm. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. You start to glance at your neighbor. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I will close with. Let me explain this. Acts chapter four, verse thirty-three, where we took our team from for the year. This is how these things will happen. This is why none of you. I will not allow any one of you in twenty eighteen not to serve God. We need you. You are important. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When Paul was talking about it, he said, by which every joint supplies. Every joint is important. Now, see this. I, um, Acts chapter 4 verse 33. Is somebody hearing me on this today? This is very important. Jesus Christ, is, there have been many prophecies in 2018 from different authors. At the frame mounts. Amen. Amen. Somebody gave a prophecy on Facebook also that um, he said that my prophecy is that the two brush you used in 2017 is still the one you are using now. And it's correct. That's a powerful prophecy. He said, I see you, I see you, that you are still using the two brush. 
<laughs> Amen. So, all manner of prophecies have gone ahead into this year. And the Bible says, with great power, we read this in the night, the apostles witnessed the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them. I'm going to the next verse. As a result of that, how do we get to this? Neither, everybody say it together. You know, the Bible doesn't exaggerate. Neither was there any among them that lacked. Ah. When somebody wants to pay us rent and they cannot pay it, it's because the church, we are yet to understand a family. None of them lacked. None of them lacked. Look at where we started from. He sent a man before them, Joseph. Did they, and this is where I want to get this message to, everybody here, the day your eyes are open to know that you, you listening to me, you are an answer to some people's prayer. You will live a responsible life and you will appreciate the gospel. You are an answer to some people's prayer. You are an answer. This is why service is good, serving people. You are an answer to some people's prayer. Joseph was sent because famine was coming. He was sent. There was no audible voice. Quit trying to hear audible before you move. Walk in love. You have heard the audible voice. The word of God is the most audible voice of all. Are you, are you following me? And walking in love puts you in the greatest power of the universe. Are you following me? This is very important. He sent a man. He didn't appear to the man and say, Joseph, I'm sending you. The whole story was very funny. He went to carry food to his brother. But you will know that you are sent when it has to do with doing something for your brethren. That is where God is found. What got David the kingship? Go and give food to your brothers. What if he told his father I was not going? He never knew with me Goliath. There was no dream, no vision, no trance. Go and give food to your brother. He carried the food there and he saw a giant talking. Ah, who is this fellow talking? What about King Saul? The father's asses were missing. Now what about Joseph? He carried food to his brethren and they arrested him. There. He wouldn't know that God was the one working. Can I say something? Sometimes when people borrow money from me and they don't pay back, God is working. And I'm not saying... <laughs> you know, when you give a message like this, there are those... I believe they are not here. But some people listen. Who are, listen? They enjoy it. <laughs> so they tell their creditors, you, see, you, should, pastor says you should stop calling me and asking for your money. God is in it. <laughs> we will arrest you. You are a con man. <laughs> Amen. But I'm saying, on your path, don't react. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. As they were arresting, as they removed his clothes and tied him up. It didn't look like God was sending him. It looked like he was being cheated, being maltreated, but it was God. When God begins to deal with you, at the beginning it looks like this man. That was the old revelation behind what happened between Jacob and the angel. In the Bible says in the night a man wrestled with him. But in the morning, when light of heaven fell, when morning came, he saw that it was not a man, it was an angel. But in the night, when it was dark, he thought, when you are operating dark revelation, you will think men are dealing with you. When your eyes are open, you will know that it is God. One of the strongest men of God in the country was an associate pastor somewhere, and he, they said he did something that he did not do, and the pastor said, you know, we'll fast for 40 days, and he fasted. 
and he didn't do it, and he didn't grumble. On the fourth year, an angel appeared to him in the room and anointed with a special anointing. Everything going on in your life, God sees. Those of you that complain too much about being cheated, being, and you are cutting relationships, cutting people because of this, because of that, because of this, you are making it difficult for yourself to progress. It's in these things. It said, Thou hast caused men to ride on our back, but you have brought us to a large place. Are you following me? In 2018, relationships will bless people. It is God's pattern. Relationship. I'm not saying my girlfriend, boyfriend. No, relationships. That is why everyone that you come in contact with, walk in love towards them and value the people that you have. When it was showing me, I made my mind to value the leaders in the church more. Honestly speaking, you will experience this. Nobody will lack. Nobody will lack. Because everything has been lavishly supplied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are those that God will open a small window for in January. As you are blessed and you come to church, you ask for those who have needs and spread. The window gets bigger. And then it gets bigger. Until everybody is together in it. And then we are not talking about those of us that are here anymore. We are thinking about feeding nations and feeding people. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. As a little door opens and you remember other people. Daniel's success was eternal. I don't know why, but, I, but if, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, when I get to heaven, they will correct me, but it's already to be too late then. But was, Shadrach, Meshach, and Amigo, they, they were not born again today. I am born again, so I'm superior to them. Right. When we get to heaven, I will tell them, boy, come. Do you know Jesus? You don't shut up. Yeah, Abraham's bosom. Let's, uh, let the big boys talk. Let's tell you about salvation. That the salvation with the angel desire to look at. We look at it. So, so when we are talking, you shut up. <laughs> you know, so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I believe why they fizzled out because alone they just disappeared into oblivion. Chapter 2, chapter 1, they were all mentioned. Chapter 2 was Daniel's show. Daniel was the one that came to ask them to pray. And Daniel told the king the dream and the interpretation. And the king promoted Daniel. Check the latter part. Daniel didn't really receive the promotion. When the king promoted, he told the king that. Can you promote my friend Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? The Bible says Daniel sat at the gates. There's something about those who put others ahead of them. Give me Daniel chapter 2, towards the end. Nobody asked him to do that. The king didn't know the rest. The king honored him. And he said, excuse me, sir, I have three friends. We are four here. He said, can you give appointment to these guys? I don't mind sitting at the gates. And the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel sat at the gates. But check what happened later. So it was Daniel show. The Bible says... Towards the end. Um, verse. Okay. Then Daniel requested of the king that he said Shadrach, Meshach over the affairs of the provinces of Babylon. But Daniel, read it together, sat in the gate of the king. He didn't change his position. He just went, when the king, when he interpreted it to the king, bowed down before him and said, Ah, you will be God. And he said, Sir. Thank you for honoring me, but I have three friends. Can you give something to them? Not that I'm not a big boy. Shadrach, you know, oh yeah, go Malev, where is he? You see, we, we, uh, we're not there for the same category now. Expecting Shadrach, if it was to be a, an African man, don't call me by name again. Don't call me by name again. 
When you see me, you say, Danisa. <laughs> I'm not, you know, we are not, we are not mates again. But he said, King, promote these guys. And the king did. God was watching. So in chapter 2, it was Daniel that was honored, but he requested for his friend. In chapter 3, Daniel was covered. When the king said that anybody that would not worship my idol, I would throw them into fire. You know, what happened there was that the king, Daniel didn't bow, but the king could not talk. So when they give a decree, they will exempt some people. Daniel had become a hero. The king saw what he did. Would you kill that kind of person that told you your dream and your interpretation? The one that you bowed to yesterday. So when they made that decree, they spared Daniel. So they were looking for other people that did not bow. So they took Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, okay, we will not bow. And they too now, chapter 3 was their own show. They went to the fire. They came out without a smell of fire on them. And the king said, anybody that messes with the God of these three guys out. But they never made requests for nobody. And their story ended in that chapter 3. When God is sure that he can get the money through you to somebody, he won't have problem getting it to you. If he knows that when he gets it to you, he can get it through you to someone, he will I See, you cannot do anything about this. You will be tested. Because the money will come when there are needs. What God wants to see is that is your need bigger than the vision of heaven? If you have not been tested this way, you have not been tested in the kingdom. When all of a sudden 500,000 comes, and God says that anniversary is coming. Drop 250 out of it. Or even drop 500. The 500 cannot break you even in life. We will give you more. But let's talk. Because in every you have to show faith. And that 500. You are thinking. Ah. I shall be. You, you have things lined up. And you can't look away. Lord I have to do this. And the Lord is trying to say that. Seek first the kingdom. Do my first. You also be saying, ah, no, 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 no. And then you put God second. When I attend to these things, when another money comes, it is true, God knows who wants to give. You have that other, but when another one comes, you will, and the angel says, oh, brother, there's no another one. That you haven't demonstrated to heaven that you trust more in the riches of heaven than certain riches, physical ones that can disappear with time, that robbers can take away. A wealth that does not go beyond 500,000, you buy one or two things, it is finished and it's gone forever. It has no memorial in heaven anymore. And that is where your attention is. That is why the most controversial topic in the body of Christ is money. Because people don't like to give. Yet they give to several other things. Say whiskey is playing, they pay 10,000 to enter. They get front table for 100,000. And then the table will debate, should we give in church? Oh, no, 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 they're collecting your money. And they start talking. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon. The only thing that Jesus equated to God is money. God and mammon. Because it has a place in the heart of people. It's difficult to look away from it and just say to yourself that there are things bigger than this. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Some of us have been stripped over and over again. So it has become, mm. <laughs> hallelujah. All I'm saying tonight, 2018 has come. Begin to pray that God will open your eyes to know the value of the people around you. Some of the requests that you will have, some of the prayers, some of the desire that you will have, the answers are with the people that are around you. They are there. Many of you here don't even know me. 
There is a way you think somebody is your pastor. There are deeper levels. You receive. So Jesus said, if you give a cup of water to a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. If you give a cup of water to a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, that means the level of understanding you have about a person determines what you get from the person. Jesus talked as prophet and righteous, but it applies to every Christian. The person that you set up sound with today, every day together, do you really know who that person is? When this understanding comes up, there is nothing win. That's what the Bible says. If any two of you shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done. It's not only prayer. That's what the agreement is that if you are into each other as you should be, you will win every battle in life. Are you with me? It's amazing. One of the brothers here, one of the people in the church with one of the finest jobs right now, it was another, one of our leaders, it was another leader in the church whose brother was working as an expatriate in this place, in this city. Let's say Abuja. Let's say. <laughs> this is somebody. And he just caught to her one day. Ah, let me tell my brother. What about it's just a phone call. I was there when the call was made. And guys, okay, let him send the send the CV. And this person is mightily blessed today. We are connected, but we don't know. You know that God didn't make a mistake setting us together like this. If you get to the heart of what I'm sharing with you tonight, you begin to believe that there are no accidents in your life. When they make you sit beside a guy, you know there is a reason. You might say, Lord, I don't know the full reason, but I'm sitting down beside this person today because heaven has made it so. When church in Nigeria and church all over the world, when we get to this level, we will get to what you call unity of the brethren. You will see power like never before. When we begin to believe that it's not by accident that I'm sitting beside this lady. Sometimes because we don't do this, that is why we don't receive words for one another. Pray for one another that you might be healed. If you were thinking about before coming and you were praying that, Lord, am I going to sit with you? You might have received a word for the person you are sitting down beside the person you are sitting beside right now. That is why we begin to understand. Every unit in the church, there is a reason. Let there be nobody who is not in any unit in 28. And I've told you, if you don't like all the units that are available, create one. We make you the HOD. Just okay. This, uh, this is what I've always wanted to do for God. Announce, tell me. We will tell you that we will help you announce to the old church. Who is interested in a brother has located this? Who is interested? That, that's how creative started. Creative does all the adverts you are seeing in the, all the videos now. I announce in big streets. If there's a unit and somebody came to meet me and he said that, sir, I want to start a department called Creative Department and I help him to announce and he will join. Now see what Creative has done now. Because we cannot go by all the units that are available only. Jesus Christ is more creative than that. Church cannot be quiet or shares alone. Are they the only units? But for many times, that is the only units we have. It's because some other people are waiting. Jesus has passed through something today. He, he wants them to stand up and say that, see, this is... Sometimes the most intelligent people are the ones who don't say anything. And they need to come up with something. Come up with what God is showing you that, okay, this, is, this one is not in existence. I think we should do this. The first you decide that there are about ten other people who want to do the same thing. But they are looking for who will lead. Because in everything in life, people need a leader. Even when they wanted to go back to Egypt, they said, who will lead us back to Egypt? I said, they didn't know the way. Have you not read that they were asking for a leader to lead them to Egypt? If you want to go back to Egypt, carry your logo now. Why are you looking for a leader? 
You left a place. You said that you were hungry. And I said, we're eating cucumber in Egypt. Didn't you know? Do you look for somebody to lead you to office every morning? Go back to Egypt now. Many of you know your hometown. You can go there alone. I don't have any hometown anymore. You, you all know. <laughs> I grew up in Adobuta in the center of the city. So I don't know. I have never gone to a village. We don't have a village. My mom is from Ijebu. Ijebu aside, it's a developed place. My grandpa was very educated. So I was, I'm up to today. I've never visited a village. I don't know a village. There's no village from my father's or my mother's. All of them are living in town. So we didn't go to any village. Some of you have been to villages. <laughs> oh, I long for those, uh, that experience. Or passing through farm. I see it in African magic. Igbo films in particular. When they go, Mama Diohan. I love to see those. <laughs> I love to see those things. When you go to village and pass through under banana tree and then go to the river and watch. I love it. I've never seen one before. Also, the ventilation there is better than the one in the city. They are polluting our hair every now and then. But when you go to all those areas, Reverend Sarah said that there is a peace you feel. That nature is a blessing. And civilization has a way of killing nature through technology. Hallelujah. When you are in an industrial city like Lagos, small time they carry lights. Everybody, gen, throwing exhaust into the hair. That's what we are healing every now and then. And then in the morning, cars will join on the road. And then, one day I went to Ibadan, the Amatan was thick. And I said, no Amatan in Lagos. Why will Amatan come? <laughs> By 4 a.m., Tomiland is blocked. Where will Amatan come to? Nature is angry. I, well, let me rest. Now, which one? <laughs> I leave the office 2 a.m. at times. Then I have never left without seeing cars on the road. You ask, when do people sleep in this city? Every night, all over 20, people are talking on the road like afternoon. Or every roundabout over there, no matter what happens to your car, mechanics are there, organizers are there, and people are there selling in Domi. They are in the night. And of course, the girls are on the road every night. Or maybe we pack all the way down, and then the police are there also extorting. Everybody's working. I pass here 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. None has seen. I went to pick somebody at the airport when they were coming around one. She was shocked. My, my wife's elder sister, ah, we go to Allen. So around this time, but they delayed their flight. I said it's like that. So this is Lagos for you. Bubbling. And around about. There, there is a place almost opposite. When you pass Ibis a little opposite it. There is a new pepper soup joint there. It's as if they arrive one o'clock and below. That's when they come. Every time I go in there, people are just prepared. They are serving their pepper soup. They sit down outside. outside and they are talking. And you see men and women. As if. Like in their city room. It's a pepper soup and talking. By the roadside, they pack their cars like this. Hey, thank you, Pesu. Like, wow. Lagos is interesting. Hallelujah. If I, if I have a pharmaceutical shop, as a pharmaceutical, the first thing I would, I will open the one that will be 24-7. When you want to buy something on Sunday morning or in the night, in many places in Lagos, you are in trouble. Nobody has, don't do what everybody is doing. See, there are many people open during the why don't you open during the night? When people get to know, they will come for you. See, people will always need drugs in the night. People will always need some things like the night, in the night time. Everybody opens in the day, and they close in the night. Hallelujah. Are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
be the only place that everyone wants to buy something in the night. Drinks or whatever, everything they want to buy. They want to buy bread, supermarket. You're all, they are sure that in the night, you will see traffic in the night. People will stop by. Somebody's coming from work later and they want to buy something. Go by 9, 9.30, people are closed. I'm looking forward to starting an entry one day that is open 24-7. If I might not open in the morning. Everybody go, oh, the staff, they are sleeping in the house. They resume 10 p.m. <laughs> and they open. Yes. Hallelujah. There are always be night people. And it doesn't mean they are dirty people. Some people walk in the night. There always be. Praise the Lord. <laughs> are you with me? Have you heard me today? Please, always pray that prayer. Lord, help me to recognize the people around me. Let me just know them. Let me just know them. And this is the culture we want to enter 2018 with as a church. That we give honor to one another and we recognize what God is doing in everybody's life. This is why when we talk about inviting people, I usually say to everybody that be part of it. Don't expect others to do some things when you are not doing it. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? See yourself as an important aspect. If I, what you should start thinking is that whatever they are doing in the church, if I don't contribute my own quota, it is not done. When you have that kind of mentality, you make yourself indispensable in the kingdom of God. Whether they are giving, whether they are calling for prayer meeting, whether they are going to win souls, whether they want to visit people that are sick, why don't you say, I tell you, see, this thing I'm sharing, it starts with something small. You don't have much money. When you visit a brother or a sister in Christ, even if it's 200, give them. I have bought roll long for people before. But I passed that level a long time ago. Just do something. Somebody said, I do have money. Oh, I only have 1,000 with me. Can I give you 200 out of it, please? Just take. And then pray over the money. That brother, see, God didn't say we should give what we do have. This is what I can afford right now. But I pray for you that God will bless you. Angels will respond more to that. But when you say that, number one, you look down on that 1,000. What is 1,000? One thousand. It's not even enough for me. You can't even buy me anything at DSC. And then you are, you are looking at the money as it is. You are not looking at the future of the money. You are not looking at grace coming upon the money. You are not looking at the spiritual equivalence of the money. You are looking at it from the standpoint of a carnal man. And you dare not do that. You don't. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When you look at your children, they might be small. But do you see what they can become? All those who are leading nations of the earth now, where what kids one time, if some of those nannies knew that they would become what they are, they would treat them well and build a relationship with them so that you can call him now that he's president. From Donald Trump to Buhari to everybody, some people spanked them when they were young. Some adults have said, no, no, if you pass there, I will beat the life out of you. Not knowing that one day, one day, how come teachers that taught someone this people can't go back to them? All our governors were taught by some teachers. But you will see some few teachers that, that stood out that time. They are enjoying the benefits now. God is fair to every man. He will let prosperity pass by you. It's a matter whether you can recognize prosperity. Like Elijah passing by. The woman said, passing is a servant of God. But the best way, if you, if you do have prophetic gifts, which even prophets can't see this thing at times, the best way is that anyone, the Bible has given us the formula or the original, whatever thy hand finds doing, do it well. It is better you don't talk to people, but when you have opportunity to have contact with anybody, bring out your best. 
Greet everybody very well. I mean that's a point of beauty. Even if I'm angry, why don't you greet everybody very well? Somebody will remember one day. These things, they transcend, uh, uh, they go beyond tribal uh, 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 partiality and all these things. There is a way that you'll be a blessing to people that no matter the PDP or whatever they are doing when in their carcass, they will bypass the carcass and call for you. I hope you know. This is very important. This is what we should go for. Whatever thy hand for anybody that comes into your life, anybody that comes around in 2018, treat them with love, with caution. Those who are married, see your spouse beyond somebody that you are just living with. Value, value the person with everything in you. Don't look at him on the bed in the morning. Just waking up with saliva and everything. I see his head. <laughs> you are just angry. I want to lay the bed. Can you stand up and, you know, people see him wearing his suit. He looks fine outside. But to you, he looks like he just covered on the bed there. You're angry. <laughs> He's talking to her, she's talking, you're angry in the room. You're, you're not answering. I just, I just, don't, don't look down on nobody. Don't, don't have that culture in 2018. It's going to be a very wonderful year if we make up our mind that no matter what we honor all men, Nigeria will be a blessing to you in spite of what is going on. Love the country. You might not like those who are messing it up, but like the country. People can get to a point where they are bored the nation. When you are bored your nation, you cannot prosper in that nation. Hallelujah. That's why people are running away every day. Running away. When you run away, when something happens where you are, do you think those nations will have peace forever? Have you to realize that we sent away Ghanaians? Don't you remember Ghana must go? Now it's like Ghana must come. We drove them away. Oil boom. We thought it would be like that forever. But alas, not so. There was time nobody could live in South Africa. Why to come and shoot people broadly like black? Now everybody, as a 30 years ago, which Nigeria will go to South Africa, my food? Who will go there? Everybody's going there now. This country is becoming like that also. Now very soon now, they'll be bouncing people there also. It was in Rwanda. Said Rwanda has the fastest growing economy now. I was going to Dubai the other time. I stopped by in Rwanda. I was the airport. I, I mean, I was there. I loved it. Fantastic. And the guy was making mouth. He said, sir, if you enter our country, you are going to see white and joy. He said, they said it's a country with the highest number of whites in Africa now. Everybody's going to Rwanda now. They've left Nigeria. But you know, there was a time, genocide that killed over one million people in Rwanda. He knew that that was going to be the end of that nation. Tusu and what's the name of that other tribe. And they finished themselves. But the same nation is rebuilding itself now. I saw the plane they used to carry us was finer than what Air France used to carry when I was going to America last time. They played that issue. I sat down, fantastic seats. And their business class, about the same price with economy. In, uh, that was why I went for it. I went to Emirates, economy 450. I went to uh, Rwanda here, business class 460. I said, give me this one. What is Emirates? At the airport, they came to carry us with some luxurious buses. All Nigerians that were there were saying that the um, one ambassador was with us, we were together in the lobby, was that a, well, like, ah, Rwanda. Their airport, they messed up our airport, said Rwanda. Some years back, it took me like that forever. 
Nigeria also will rise. I am just happy. Now, I don't know whether they win or not. I'm happy the way more and more people are declaring that they are running. Is it the bad right of some people alone? You know what we do? We sit down. We say there's going to be between this one and this one is no other person. Is there a law that says you should not run? Once you are above 40, you are qualified. Thank God for that, Drew, to you. God bless him. Somebody needs to prove a point that anybody can say, I'm running. And that is not, we don't want selection that until a political father says that you are the one. So we've been doing somebody annoying somebody saying that, okay, this is the candidate. Let individuals begin to rise up and claim that I can run. I can run. Run, but don't run mad. <laughs> Lead. Hallelujah. Amen. The new day is upon us. Amen. This church will be interesting in 2018. Amen. The Spirit of God will lead us. Amen. Nobody will lack here. In health, we are doing well. Spiritually, we are doing well. Financially, we are doing well. And we live a godly life. In the name of Jesus, we are worthy examples to follow. People look at us everywhere and they want to be like you. In Jesus' name, say loud, Amen. Amen. Let's rise. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.